Hey everyone, welcome to The Path of Me. I'm your host, Wendy Hutchinson, and I have the beautiful Maggie Goleniak from originally born in Poland, but now lives in the UK, and she's an intuitive artist. And I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today, Maggie. Thank you so much for having me here. So how long, obviously, you grew up in Poland and you got a fine arts degree at um, the University of Silesia. Is that how yeah, that's say? correct. Yeah, Silesia. So um, tell me a little bit about you're so divinely connected. Have you always been since childhood got connected with your higher self and um, the higher realms? Um, no, it wasn't. I mean, I would say no. I think we always connected. We just don't know it mm -hmm. because we are being born as a divine beings, fully, you know, connected with our guides. Uh, fully connected with the universe, with the galaxy, especially with our, you know, resonance of our heart. So I think we are connected. We just don't know it. And mm -hmm. I, I never knew that. I actually never knew that something like intuitive painting or intuitive art exists. We have not been shown that at the university or school uh, because... I don't know. It's just, you know, I think, I think school and universities are very rigid. They have yes. the rules and the, yes. the boxes. And mm -hmm. so I think that never was shown to me, but I, uh, I was always very creative from the very young child. I used to love coloring books. That was my favorite Christmas present. Um, I know it sounds funny because nowadays kids get like, you know, new laptop or whatever. Right. For me, for me, the coloring mm. books were like the most incredible gifts I could have. Um, and I used to sit for hours. I just loved the vibration from colors. Um, but when I was young, I didn't really knew much about it. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, just to really coloring, you know, black and white reality, so to speak. Um, and then, uh, and then after school, uh, thinking about different, you know, directions, like we always do where to go in life. Uh, the only thing I wanted to do was to do art and, um, uh, especially in Poland, but I think around the globe, we have this like stigma of like starving artists. So you do this. You do this art uni for like five years and then you finish and then you're like, okay, like what's next, you know? Yes. Uh, part of my uni was as well to be art teacher uh, because we had different subjects to do, to do that too. Uh, but after I completed my master degree in fine art, I basically just packed the suitcases and just felt like, well, I'm just going to try something new um and that's really came, brave yeah I came to England uh, to my best friend who was here at the time uh couldn't speak a word in English really was, yeah wow um and learn wow. really with my own determination and I had English landlords I said to my best friend you have to speak to me in English uh, I watched lots of uh you know films and documentaries in English even if I would understand only half of it 
So um, I just like couldn't be in other country and just not speak this language. It just didn't feel right, right to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so obviously the beginning is always pretty crazy when you come to the to the new country, especially when you don't speak the language. But um, yes. after a while, changing the jobs and doing loads of crazy different jobs, uh, you know, um, learning the language as well, I very slowly started to coming back to my art. And the intuitiveness and the connection with the, uh, you know, with the energy and with the divine really started after my, uh, I've done uh, first and second degree of Angelic Reiki. Um, and to connect to the Angelic realm, uh, it was a whole weekend uh, course. It really changed. It just changed something in me. It's like, you know, we, we, we come in life and do things for center and reason. Our soul chooses different things. And for me, it was, okay, I had to go through all these steps to be in that point in different country um, and do this angelic Reiki and then re- be really, really connected to the guides. And that's how everything started. So how I started to paint since then it's really intuitively uh, guided. And, and yeah, and the example is like, I don't prepare anymore for my paintings. You know, I used to have inspiration, you know, thinking, write the story, colors and everything. Now I go in and it's more like, um, like, like a, a blank, channeling like session. A, like a blank canvas and the energy just comes through. That's and, exactly. And yeah. you just kind of, I would, I, I'm guessing you just kind of move your consciousness aside yes. and allow everything to flow through you. Which was one of the most difficult things to do because I know loads of channelers uh, can do that very naturally. And I too, <laughs> now, mm-hmm. I had to discover this because mm-hmm. I always like to, you know, be like over the control of things. And mm-hmm. then, you know, having five years at the university, I think I know loads of intuitive artists who found it easier paint intuitively because they never had any art uni or any art school mm-hmm. because they didn't have this like structure. Yes. And mm-hmm. then you have a structure for five years and you think like, I can't paint any other way. Right. But you actually can if you just actually, open I would yourself. think that you expand your abilities yeah. by surrendering. Absolutely. And stepping back and just letting it flow. Absolutely. Which I love. I love your art. Thank you. <laughs> it really it really speaks to me. The frequency of it really speaks to me. Yeah. So this is this is one of the parts which is like the most important as well. It's not even what it is on the painting, but it's the frequency and the vibration. And after, like I said, after doing Angelic Reiki, then I started really my spiritual journey mm-hmm. as a, I called myself a little bit like spiritual artist, intuitive artist, because the paintings itself, they have a purpose, not only to be on the wall or be a part of the you know, interior, but also help and support p- 
people who will buy them. And most of the clients who buy the paintings, they buy the paintings because they speak to them. So most mm -hmm. of the people say like, is something there mm -hmm. that I feel? And that is why I need to have this painting in my house. Right. It's light encoded. Yes. So they're feeling the frequency. They're not consciously aware that they are reading the frequency or receiving something and i and i feel like many people could look at the same painting and have a different interpretation because everyone is in a different harmonic frequency so they're going to receive to the level that they can receive absolutely frequency it can be very high where they're really going to get the full impact of the energy in the piece or it can be even very low, but they're still going to have some sort of connection to it. And the gradient of energy that they can receive is really based on where they are vibrationally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. So how long have you been doing the more intuitive painting versus the structured? Structured, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe four years. <laughs> because I've done my angelic Reiki in 2019. Uh, I started paying a little bit intuitively beforehand. Uh, in 2020, when everything started to going crazy around the world, mm -hmm. um, I, in the middle of the year, I decided to fully um, become the artist so I quit my job I said I, I literally quit my job yeah wow um, what, was, what was what was that like that's a very bold it was move. so scary free no it oh was so you were free, free. I went wow. to the park I just look at the sky and I thought oh my god thank you universe because I finally can do what I love and what I came here for yes um oh, so it wow. was really really free and it was the second time in my life when I've done something crazy like not knowing the outcome. future really mm -hmm. yeah the outcome mm -hmm. uh but so far you know two years after um I'm still keep going and I'm very grateful you know for everyone who uh you know invest in my art and invest in me as well you know in my sessions so it was yeah so it's not really long time but it's funny because like when you do what you love and you feel how good you are at it not in terms of like big headed or whatever but like inside no it's inside fulfilling heart, right it's absolutely. sparking something inside it's sparking of you, exactly right? yeah you just feel like you've done it for whole life. I don't yeah. remember my job anymore. I don't remember yes. doing anything else. Well, it's really a full expression of who you are as a soul. Yes. It's more of us. I think our work is really divinely guided. And I really feel like when you are in your lane and doing the work that you're called to do here at this time, your divine work, there is, uh, it's really just becomes an expression of you as a multidimensional being. It's not just your human. Absolutely. So that is very different from going to a job and doing. Absolutely. Job. And, and I truly, <laughs> I truly believe that I agree with that. 
Yeah. I truly believe that the new earth will look like that. We all will yes. do what we love. Yes. Because the alignment of the energies is no longer for us to be stuck in yes. the reality right. which makes us miserable and right. do something from five till from nine till five just because you have to pay the bills you know all this structure right. i believe is yes. crumbling sadly in some places or most places or for some people quite dramatically but i believe that even this drama in a couple years time we will look at it and we will think like it just it was needed yes because you have to break down the infrastructure to create something new yeah everything has to crumble and be destroyed so that you can build new foundations new paradigms new ways of being and i think this two-year pandemic has allowed people to see that you can have work-life balance absolutely and that and something is there inside them you know they yes. have they have time to, to finally yes yes don't think that you have to travel to work like two hours on the right. train right you had the two hours of like drinking your morning coffee and listening mm -hmm. to birds right yeah and that's how simple we forgot the simplicity <clears throat> in life we forgot about it because we were in this mode of like have to be on this wheel of earning and being and being the top in Absolutely. the company rather than just be not just not right. you know all these things we just and forgot I, about norm this basic this beautiful right. basic and i i feel like people are organically connected to themselves on a soul level your soul yes. is in there that we've been programmed like you're saying to hustle absolutely and if you're hustling and you're not creating space for presence solitude silence connection you lose yourself yes you lose that connection Absolutely. And that's when a lot of chaos starts to churn up because you start to make choices in your life that are guided by the ego and not the soul. But the frequencies now don't support that. Yes. So, so many people who have been only operating from that ego mind are starting to feel a lot of discomfort. Because the yes. on the planet don't support that anymore. The veils are being pulled, right? Like the, the blindfold is being pulled off. So people are feeling the, the uh, energetic friction. Yes. Not living from the heart. Yes. Right. And we naturally, you know, we naturally live from the heart. I know it sounds may be funny to some people because we, like you said, we've been programmed to not even think about it, but mm -hmm. small kids, child, you know, they, like in terms of creativity, they will paint whatever they want and they will be happy. It will come from within them rather than right. from the mind and judging. Right. The judgment right. starts 
sadly, I believe, at school because mm -hmm. some child will paint better than other and the division starts and then you and then I have loads of people saying like, you know, because I mostly have my sessions with adults and they say, well, I didn't paint or I didn't think, you know, I haven't been arty since school time because my art teacher was just like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So like this, this is the thing. And, and I also believe the creativity is really opening and broadening this connection with, with, with ourselves because at the yes. end of the day, we are creators. Even yes. if, you, if you're not Picasso or you don't want right. to paint, you mm -hmm. still create. You create every day, every minute of your life. You create food in the kitchen. You know, you create new car. Whatever job you do, you still, you still create it. You're creating so, connection, collaboration. Absolutely. You're creating through your words, your writing, right? Absolutely. So forms of, of creation. And I think most people don't understand that their frequency is infused in everything they touch and everything they do and everything they speak and everything that they believe about themselves. Their core beliefs are being constantly broadcast through their being. Yes. And their life on the planet. Tell me a little bit about your, you are an intuitive art teacher. So tell me a little bit about that, about how people can work with you or learn from you. They're yeah. So this is, yeah, this is something which I um, developed as well while I was sort of working on my own, you know, type of painting and how I paint because I am not like a normal art teacher and I never wanted to be. Uh, I don't even like word teacher in a way. I, I feel more that I'm guiding people, mm -hmm. you know, to discover this beauty and the creativity within. Uh, the sessions are based on some technical tips and, you know, and, and things. Uh, because I believe that when someone has got this technicality or they know how to do certain things, the mind doesn't take over mm -hmm. and they still stay in the heart. So the whole point of the session is, and I truly believe they are like a healing session, like you mentioned before when we had the chat before, you know, art is healing. Mm -hmm. uh, the colors will heal you, what you paint, how you paint, the, the, the structure, the shapes, everything there can really support you. Um, so the sessions basically are based on painting, but also I do guided meditation uh, and I incorporated uh, speaking through light language as well, because I started to do that too. Uh, so it's more, I call them more like holistic art sessions because there mm. is a combination of, you know, uh, connecting to your guides, connecting uh, with your inner uh, self, the inner creative self. Um, it's also loads of like healing process and depending really what we do, but it's all about vibration from the colors, you know, uh, uh, how we paint and what we paint. Um, so it's sort of like a mixture of the two, of the painting and the meditating with the 
uh, with the art uh, and very often uh, I let people rather than me showing how I paint right. I hold the energy for the person and the person basically paints and I know many people start you know this session and like I never paint I don't know how to paint and I don't know you know and this, this all starts mm -hmm. so the, the the first thing is the mind always goes and 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 goes for that, coffee that inner critic right it's just yeah. constantly right there there's so um I, I think we're so hard on ourselves it's just limiting beliefs yes. it's just our programming it's nothing yes. else right like I mentioned small child would sit in front of me and just paint whatever whatever they want and, and they feel would good be about proud. it yeah yes. absolutely yeah that's exactly how it would be yeah yeah so Where the adults are... are like oh i don't know if i can paint i don't know if i can put but, this there or that there but don't you find like they're divinely guided to you for a reason it's like their higher self is like i think you should schedule the session <laughs> yes yeah i i think everything like, like is, they're ready yeah. they're ready to start that process yes how long is it? Is it like an hour or two hours? Well, I have two options. I have normally I, I do my sessions is uh, they are 90 minutes because I used to do one hour, but it wasn't enough for both mm -hmm. meditation and painting. And I don't like to I like people have this painting process as well because they paint in front of my camera. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I wanted them to just have this experience. So I extended to 90 minutes just to have a really nice chunk of time for so them they're not rushing to but they're not rushing they're enjoying absolutely right. but i do have an offer uh which is 45 minutes which is by donation so anyone can join uh you know i do understand that some people maybe can afford or maybe you know it's sure. different times now so sure. the 45 minutes is by donation so whatever your heart tells you um and then it's just a shorter version I love that. So they can sign up on your website and you're in the UK. So yes. people are mindful of the time difference, which yes. I got wrong this morning. Yeah, so, well, we started out. <laughs> I know, I forgot about the, the, the time change, um, but I'm glad we were able to connect. So it's really a heal. It feels like obviously you're a healer through art. Yeah. You feel that. That's right? what everybody says. I think I still don't believe it fully. I must admit, uh, but yeah. that, this this is how I um, this is how I uh, proceed the one to one sessions, and this is how I paint the paintings. Uh, you know, from my website. This is a very um, this is a very I would say it, I don't even like this word, but very rigid, very disciplined procedure. Now I do have this spiritual discipline of myself uh, because I know how rewarding that is with the end product, i.e. painting. Mm -hmm. So it's always, uh, you know, the meditation beforehand, my own meditation in front of white, white canvas. Um, I use crystals. I work with my guides, like I said, with Angelic Ground too. And I very often, actually almost all the time now, I infuse the white canvas um, with the light language first. So I connect almost like this process is just connection with so many 
you know, energies going through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, like you said, I almost remove myself, although it's a little bit different when you channel, because when you channel, you can sit down or stand up, remove yourself and just channel. Where here, you have to physically to the work, so, the ooh, absolutely yes. yeah but i very often don't remember the middle part so i remember the beginning right and then not the end but let's say the middle and i'm like just standing back and just look at the painting but i don't remember how almost been painted in a way <laughs> well i feel like it's your god self coming through you that you're yeah. connecting to it is you but a higher dimensional version of you kind of guiding you and bringing all of this beautiful art to life on the canvas. It's all energy though. Yes. Right? <laughs> I mean, it really is energetic. The frequency of the colors, the frequency of the image, the frequencies in the, in the canvas before you even begin. It's, it's like you infuse the art into the canvas and then the painting is just actually bringing it to life. It's already there. You're yes. just completing it, sort of. Yes, that yes. yeah, that's a very good description, yes. And how, how I feel. Tell me about your, your awakening process. After you went through the healing training, you said you kind of found yourself more on a spiritual path. What did that look like? Um... To be very honest, that's a, that's a very good question. No one ever asked you about it. To be very honest, it's quite painful. <laughs> and I think yes, everybody can it say, is. I'm, very, I'm very vulnerable, that's, that's who I am. So um, it took me a while to clear um, stuff which I needed to clear, I would say. And mm -hmm. most, of, most of the time is really through through really my own um, guidance, really, although some other people helped me as well. But I think it's just, you know, you have to go through this, like they call this dark night of the soul um, yes. to be on the other side. And I do think it's very important to clear as much, especially limiting beliefs for me. Yes. Uh, you know, many things... Uh, to do with unworthiness and many things from past lives which were very like um, yeah very heavy and very like rooted in my mm -hmm. soul journey mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but we all know the soul comes here and chooses the path so my soul yes. was like okay it's time to clear this everything you know out to for you to be able to do what you came what? here to do right right there's always that knowing kind of pulling you forward. Yes. But I think the hardest thing is confronting ourselves and really looking in. I find a lot of people feel like they're doing the work. You know, a lot of people have come to me and they're like, I've done the work, I've done all this work. But I find when I actually lean in, they've been really just, scratching the surface for many years and yeah. not doing the work which requires us to go so deep and become so vulnerable and honest with ourselves about who we are how we've been showing up 
and recognizing the programming, unconscious Absolutely. programming that we've been living in. And then also having the compassion and kindness towards ourselves, not to judge ourselves, but to really hold space for ourselves and be gentle with ourselves as we go through, like you said, the dark night of the soul. It's really emotionally painful. It is, and I do agree with you that some people, um... It's almost like they go into this like mechanism of like, oh no, I, I don't want to go I can't there. Look at that. Yeah. The, the problem right. with that is um, that the energies now uh, for today, especially, you know, yes. is that we universe will push you if you will yes. say no. Yes. Universe will push you because yes. it's not like I used to think that it's like oh this horrible, you know. Why do I have to go through this and that? And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is someone explained it uh, to me, which was really nice explanation that your higher self will always want the best for you. So if you pushing something and say like, oh, I can't do it right now, it's like saying to higher self, oh, I can't do my mission right now. Right. And, right. and your higher self will be like, no, no, you are ready and I'm giving you this and I know it's going to be painful, but you're going to go through that because you are ready to do your mission. Yes. So that's how it works yes. a little bit. And, um, and I think if someone is a little bit, you know, like, oh, no, I don't want to go there. Or um, I think it's time, especially now, to just really embrace it. Just really embrace it with compassion, with open heart, with open mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do believe that how we go through dark of the soul, I think the collective, especially now, is going through that too. Absolutely. And I think one of the most important things, except obviously sending light and love to the planet, is to acknowledge these dark corners. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation with my partner and I said, well, you know, if you have a room and you know some like you have some dirt in the corners of your room if you won't look there you will never know where it is <laughs> and you will never clean it right right so the way of like i am not looking at the not i don't want to call it bad or good because i don't like even the um division because that's another programming i, I believe more, it's Everything like the happens. shadow you know, absolutely we have shadow and light yeah we have the shadows that we we look at but also what i found is um the more you ignore it you are you have planned your entire soul evolutionary experience so if you're going to keep resisting what's being put in front of you the Physical experience is going to be more and more intense until you pay yes. attention and make the choice to let go of that partner that's not aligned or walk away from that job or, um, you know, work something out with your mother <laughs> or whatever, the, whatever yes. the situation is, you will ultimately be forced to confront yourself 
And you can do it easy. You can just accept the message and follow the guidance and stay aligned on your path. And you can take the easy path up the mountain, or you can do it the hard way and just fight and kick and scream and until the universe just literally lays you out with human experience to force you to finally make the choice that's going to move you into your next you know, soul experience, your soul calling, whatever your mission is, right? That is so true, yeah. I always say the nudge becomes a hard shove. Yeah. Because I, I was stubborn. My, my capacity for suffering was great. So I was very stubborn until life, I mean, my higher selves were like, oh no, we're not going to do this anymore. (laughs) You're just going to get slammed until you pay attention and you start making the choices because it's time for you to wake up. It's time for you to come forward. It's time for you to let go of these limiting beliefs and this inner critic and all of the things that would keep me from sharing my light and doing my work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in a way, it's a little bit of like losing identity as well. Yes, um, so and I think many yes. people are absolutely terrified of it because, yes. because how we've been programmed again, yes. because like you have to be this someone, you know, if you are yes. nobody, then you are like, Worthless. Yeah, You're unworthy, those. right? You don't absolutely. Have, you don't have value if you don't have something tangible to identify yourself with. And I found, I don't know about you, but 2020 was such a really growth year for me spiritually because I stopped everything. And I just went in deeper, deeper, deeper. And I really spent about six months letting go of every identity, you know, healer, life coach, right? Whatever, whatever it was, I'm like, I'm, I'm not that. That's just an expression of who I am. That's not that define who I am. And as I did this deep, deep inner work, I was so silent inside. And as I let go of all of these identities, then I was able to fully move forward as, as my soul expressed here in human form and also by letting go of all of those identities I was no longer attached to the outcome of my work (laughs) yes so there's the freedom it's the freedom there it was so much freedom because there was no more judgment about success or failure when you're being the fullest expression of your soul and all the work that you do there's no success or failure it's just you and it just mission. flows it's life flows right yeah everything flows not only your work but just energetically as we are more and more clear uh, it's like the seas part like life becomes easier clients come opportunities come you know you travel and you get a, a room upgrade or you flight you walk through twists at the airport and I just walk up. There's no line. It's TSA. <laughs> you know, it's yes. just like life just, it's these little things that at first you don't really notice, but then it's like the seas part because energetically you're just in the flow and you're not, you know, you're, I don't know, letting go of that ego identification for me was really freeing to 
so yeah just, it's just it's just very hard for many people to 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 do this let go or to lose the identity yes, some yes. people don't even understand how can like, how that can be possible because Yes. We are being born, you know, with the name and then the title mm -hmm. and then the school and then the job mm -hmm. and house and everything. And we we have these things and right. we had it for such a long time that for someone to say like, oh, I'm going to detach myself or like let go of it. And I'm not saying let go, like, you know, stop living in the house or right. with your family or whatever. <laughs> right. But right. energetically, just really like stop identify yourself with it. It's like for many people, it's like so. If I am not this, who am well, who I? Who am I? Exactly. Who am I? And that's and that that is the moment where I very uncomfortable. Right? But that's the moment yeah. where if you like you said, quiet yourself and focus within at the best and the easiest example is to just focus on your breath how many times a day we even consciously breathing mm -hmm. and the breath goes in and out without you know anyone telling us it just it happens it flows so just to really really quiet yourself and found this sparkle of your goddess or god within you because that is who you are. If you yes. wonder who are you after losing all this identity, this is who you are. Our hearts are connected with the galaxy, with the universe. Yes. And that's not any woo-woo speaking. That's actually scientifically proven. Yes. So if we, if our, if the heart electromagnetic field is much higher and stronger than the brain is, you know, and we can connect to the galaxy. Who can, who can we be? We, we are part of the galaxy. We are light beings without, with, within this body. Yes. And we're it's infinite. Just, uh, we're absolutely. also infinite beings, which means everything is possible uh -huh. because we're infinite. We're master creators. And the only thing that is... Um, you know, created those blockages is our human programming and conditioning. So it's really about having the courage to start breaking down those programs. And it is a process. I mean, it took you and I both a lot of time and inner work to break down those barriers and those limiting beliefs and those, um, for me, unworthiness was like a huge thing. Like I yes, couldn't the same. I could only give, I couldn't receive abundance. You know, I could always give, 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 but it, I had to be very conscious about shifting my mindset to actually also receive abundance yes. and be wor feel worthy of it. That was a well, big the, pivot for me. You, you, you said really good thing about the, you know, unprogramming and, and that it takes quite a long time um, I'm massive fan of Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, and, he's uh, so good. His work is so Oh, he's so amazing. Good. Um, and, you know, and, I, and he actually was one of the first, uh, you know, people I started to listen. I have his book and meditations and everything. And, um, you know, after realizing how programmed my mind was, mm -hmm. uh, and I was saying that to, to one of my friends, I said, it won't take me one day 
it won't take me one month because after if after 40 years of programming right. you can't do it in one day no, no. you know it's, it's just a process. so deep it's a process, it's, a process. Yes. it's really about and and he explained it so beautifully because he explained it in a scientific way as well you know i started to physically building up different neurons in my brain about being positive about you know appreciating different things rather than think what i don't have or how good not good i am and all this stuff just really it was really scientific process in a way yes. mm -hmm. and it really is in a way at the beginning because you really have to uh it's like with the computer you just have to change the program right and i think also, another way to relate to it in a computer way is we're deleting old software and we're upgrading. Yes. The humans, our human is upgrading right now. We're upgrading our frequencies. We're upgrading our software. Yes. We're upgrading our coding. Absolutely. DNA code. Yeah. Absolutely. Our DNA coding. Yeah. And so that happens, like we said, gradually, but also it happens by shifting your perspective as as we shift our perspective and we become more aware that we're not our our title our car our income our we're not defined by the opinions of anyone but ourselves as we can embrace and shift our perspectives little by little by little it's like climbing that mountain and every time you get that nexus point a little bit higher your perspective and what you're seeing your consciousness much expands the vista that you see is a little broader and you change the way you look at things and and then the things you look at change like wayne dyer says you know when you change the Absolutely, way you look at things yeah. the things you look at change and you keep going higher and higher and expanding your consciousness gradually and pretty soon you've You've rewritten your programming. Yes. You've remapped your DNA. You've recreated your life. And you live a more empowered, from a more empowered space. And you're not as controlled by the media, public opinion. You just start to really follow your own. Your own compass. Yeah. And I think when that happens, is and what happened to me, it was like, wow, like. I'm like different person, you know, like, yeah, I, I know, I know this stuff. Like I know something intuitively, you know, I can watch someone and feel like, oh, this is right information. This is maybe not mm -hmm. so right for mm -hmm. me. You know, mm -hmm. the, we have so many realities happening simultaneously now that, you know, yes. it's not about good or right or right. this information right. is correct or not, because to everything what's happening on the in the world now is thousand different layers with very complex situations yes. everywhere yeah and i'm not talking about like a proper situation but energetical as well and how that changes us and how that changes the land of particular country it's just the like landscape it's absolutely so different and i think people are so used to looking at the surface event they don't see that there are multidimensional as above, so below. There are yes. things happening multidimensionally that are being expressed here on earth and unfolding. And that a lot of these seemingly tragic events 
are moving humanity forward. Yes. They're creating unity. They're creating connection. They're creating a desire to help and serve and support each other versus serving the self. There's so yes. many things that are being gifted to us through tragedy and war and heartbreak. And there are people who can't see beyond the actual event and understand there are, like you said, many layers to it that are shifting the planet and shifting the way we relate to each other as human beings and relate to ourselves. Absolutely. And we have to remember how all we are connected, you know, energetically. Every single human on this planet is like with trees or fungus, we just connected you know really big energetic cords together with with all of us and what i wanted to emphasize because i think it's very important we were talking about losing identity but we actually not even the skin and the body we the soul is that's just a vessel mm -hmm. and many people especially in the last two years you know lost the loved ones lost lost friends mm -hmm. for many different reasons but because we are connected and because humanity said yes and humanity is all of us mm -hmm. said yes to this ascension said yes to creating the new earth i believe that these souls who left this existence this body they are in etheric legions supporting us on different level energetically so they are not gone they're not like you know, they, they right. die and they're not helping. Well, energy they're supporting is... us right. together. You know, many of them could be our guides, become our guides now who support us energetically with different transformation we, we go through the life. So even so, the tragedy happened many times in the last two years and it's still happening. And I believe it's going to, you know, it has to crumble more these brave souls because i call them brave souls mm -hmm. because they just decided they had this contract at the beginning of their life they, they decided that you know in one point we're gonna get and we will be helping humanity from the other different side. level yeah mm -hmm. from the outside and i think also too the density of the planet makes it very difficult for certain souls to ascend in human yes. form. So they are choosing to exit and continue their ascension or evolution in a, a different form. You know, energy is consistent. It's always a constant. It's just changing form. So they're not gone. They've just transitioned. And like you said, many are supporting their loved ones and, and the planet from the other side, but also they're also working on their own evolution and ascension, um, which is easier to attain when you're not in this carbon-based human yes. form. So I think you are, we are seeing a lot of people exiting for that reason as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. I love our conversation. I could talk oh. to you for hours. I don't know. think you're don't think you're getting off this call anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing to talk about. I know, yeah. so do I. And I think it's important to talk about it because we just, you know, we, I mean, whoever watches the, the the media, you know, they they're being bombarded with with stuff which just doesn't serve 
us anymore it doesn't mm-hmm. serve the energy it doesn't serve you know the the light codes we're getting in our dna we are yes. we are incredible light beings every single one of us is, can make and really like create miracles yes you know in atlantis and lemuria time we could teleport it you know we could we do telekinesis i mean there's loads loads of different things we can do but mm. it's been so suppressed for such a long time that you know we just finally starting to discovering this beautiful light within us and that's how it starts that's how when you know that it's there then you know how powerful this light is then you can just really create uh everything really you wish and i'm not talking to have like massive house or whatever because abundance as well i think is being perceived a little bit wrong and that's another wrong programming and money Mm -hmm. structure you know abundance is just everything there's so many forms of abundance right absolutely there's relationships and love and connection flowers everywhere you know nature right so much and i think we will start to see people reconnecting to the soul and as more people do that as more people follow their inner guidance and compass so that's my Uh, that's okay four supposed to go with my partner he didn't go and i knew lay down (laughs) So <laughs> lay down. Sorry. That's okay. I have one too right there. Lay down oh, next to me. He's quiet. <laughs> he's sleeping. Oh, that's but, good. But really what I what I feel like as more people start to trust their connection. Yes. They'll they'll continue to make more online choices. And the yes. more people that connect and light up and start to really follow their inner guidance that they will start adding a higher frequency to the collective. And we're seeing that now already. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And that will really create impact on the world. I actually think because there's so much light in the collective, that is why we see so much crumbling. Because Absolutely. this is what I said with the room, you know, if you shine the light in the dark room, you will see every single corner, whatever is there. So in a way, is it, you know, if you will look from the like positive perspective, actually whatever is happening in the world now, it actually brings the uh, hope of the fact that so many people are spreading the light because so much of the darker corners is being show up and cleared. Yes. So... Um, I know many people like struggle with seeing it that way. And I do understand. Uh, But I think, like I said, when we lose the identity, when we let it flow and when we open our heart more than mind, we start to seeing the perspective slightly different. Like you said about the walking around the mountain, you know, Mm -hmm. things just looks differently and you can see the complexity of different events. Also, I think that the frequencies on the planet are so much higher. That truth is rising, the veils start thinning because the frequencies can only support that. Absolutely, yeah. So we're gonna see a lot of disclosure 
Yeah. Not only with corruption and things like that, but also disclosure within ourselves, like our inner truth is rising. And for those people who are really confronting themselves, you know, I would, I would suggest that they be very, very kind and hold themselves with kid gloves as they go through this process because it's time for us to really get on our own team. Yes. And, and stop, breaking our, yeah. stop breaking ourselves down. It's time for us to start planting that garden and fertilizing the mind and, you know, encouraging life instead yes. of constantly pouring, you know, roundup on our on our minds and souls and telling ourselves we can't do things, it's really time to step into our roles as master creators and whatever capacity that looks like. Don't you think? Absolutely. That's, that's a great, great explanation. Yeah. Mm. What would your advice be to people who are kind of going through these really dark times, confronting themselves, maybe going through, breakups or loss or divorce I feel like there's so much grief on the planet right now as people are letting go of like old aspects of themselves and letting go of friends and relationships that no longer serve them what what would you offer I think I think the most important thing is to have a compassion to yourself you know like you mentioned because I know myself when I go through uh you know different times in my life I almost like feel like oh you know like why why should I do it and I I start to really almost like tell myself off for like going through that but actually it should be completely opposite just have a compassion that you know you're going through whatever you're going through now and embrace it in a way I know it's the hardest thing but when you do that you let the energy flow and you let yes. this feeling flow through you. And it's less, I don't want to use damaging word, but maybe painful. Less, yeah. It's just, it mm-hmm. just flows, you know? I mean, I always cry. I don't know if people cry too. <laughs> it's such a good release, you know? Right. Um, and just really have a compassion to yourself because mm-hmm. it will, it shall pass. Like it will not stay the same. Tomorrow it will be another day with sunny day and, and, and you will have a new opportunity, new brief, you know, you, everything will be different in, a, in, in, in every moment, really. So I think the compassion is the, the biggest thing. Um, and also the letting go, like we mentioned, of identity. Um, <laughs> The easiest way, in my opinion, is to really say to yourself, well, it actually doesn't matter what I do and what I have and, you know, what matters is really, you know, my own breath in this moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power of now, you know, is an amazing uh, example of it. And mindfulness just really live in the moment. Even if I remember when I used to uh, go to work, which I really, really struggled. Uh, mm-hmm. I work in the in the shop um, as a sell advisor first, but then I was doing merchandising. So it was a little bit creative, but still. 
um, because in that point I knew I want to paint, I want to teach and, you know, so it was really, but the periods of time, I think it was year on year and a half and listening to Joe Dispenza and all the other, you know, wonderful um, uh, people. I used to go and had my morning tea or coffee at work and I actually had this five minutes just really enjoying this taste of it. It was just this little thing which was making me happy just at the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. Even so, I was in the place I didn't want to be. I struggled like deeply, my emotion. I was, I actually felt there. That's why maybe I felt so free when I just quit because I felt like I was in the box uh, and, and and it was just no air there. Like it was just no air. It was crushing, crushing yeah, it was your crushing soul to be there. Times. Yeah, at yeah. the end, especially. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just really important to found this little part of the piece day. Piece of joy. This little piece bit of, of joy. joy. Because mm. what does it do? It's not even elevates your energy level. So you straight away give the universe, you know, uh, a, a nudge of like, I'm happy. So I have got, I'm like whole, even so mm -hmm. I'm, I don't have whatever I want to have, but I'm whole in this moment. Mm -hmm. And the universe is saying, well, I'm going to give you more of that then, you know, right. if you whole, you're going to have more of wholeness. Right. But also what that helped me with was just really like discovering this little simple moments of tasting the tea you know, this freshness and the, the sugar and whatever, whatever you drink, it's not about mm -hmm. the actual specific thing, but it was just the taste and the pleasure of it. And like we talked about Joe Dispenza as well uh, before, you, you basically planting new neurons in your head by doing that. Mm -hmm. So I remember I, it was a point where I was doing that like, every day it was just it was my ritual i was coming mm -hmm. to work five minutes before making myself tea and have this five minutes just really enjoying it maybe put something on my headphones and listen some podcast or video or music whatever it was but just really really focus on the beauty of that uh, yes. so that was that's very very important because when you and that's obviously from law of attraction and abraham hitchking i don't know if you you probably mm -hmm. know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm big fan. I love them. So, mm -hmm. um, so you know, it's really about how you holding yourself in the now moment. How yes. are you now? Because at the end of the day, no matter what's happening around you, and even, and I, I'm sorry I'm saying that, but even if you're dying, mm -hmm. you're not actually dying. Your soul is still whole. Mm -hmm. It's still the sparkle. Mm -hmm. So because of the beliefs and programming we had for many years, this been, like you said, the veil has been removed now. It was just really foggy. We didn't see it. We didn't see because the fog was, you know, having new car, having better job, uh, working longer hours, having mm -hmm. better marriage, whatever mm -hmm. you will name it. And that doesn't mean that I don't like pretty things. You know, I love painting. I love supporting small businesses. You know, I like buying clothes sure. that are handmade and stuff like sure. that. But it's the way of how we perceive the having things or the identity of ourselves 
Right. Compared to who we really are. They don't define us. Not at all. Yeah. Like we're, we will still be whole and complete with it or without it. But there are a lot Absolutely. of people who are fully defined. That is why I always that. say go back to the breath. Because mm -hmm. the breath will always bring you to the now moment and to mm -hmm. the sparkle within you. Because mm -hmm. no matter what's happening around you, your breath is still in and out. Mm -hmm. It's just going in and flowing in and out. And it's flowing, you know. Mm. So um, I think, I think, I think this, is, this is the best way of... And, and uh, the breathing technique and the breathing meditation, it helped me at the beginning. And I tried to cooperate that with my own meditation with the clients as well. Because I think it brings you to different state of mind mm -hmm. where the mind is just ha having like a break. I always, I always have a lab that is right. going for like a coffee break. Mm -hmm. And you're really focusing within because you focus on the breath. And when you do that, you just focus on the breath and you go down deep in your heart space. Because it's no other option. Like in a way, like it's just no other option. Yeah. You know, when, when you're when your brain goes for break it's no other option than just right. slide down into the hard space and i do believe that this losing identity is like that a little bit because the identity is the ego which we always mm. been shown how bad the ego is and if you have an ego you are this and that but the ego is actually a the element of us which just keeps us safe it's just, I believe, it has been hijacked in a way of programming us. So nowadays, the ego will be terrified if you will lose the job because you will know you won't have the money to, you know, leave. Where your heart, if you drop to the heart space, your heart will say like, but you will do what you love. Mm -hmm. So it will flow. But it's very, it's not easy I would say to trust only hard, but I think we are being uh, I did almost, that pushed, direction. almost pushed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Shoved. <laughs> yes. yes. Shoved harder. Absolutely. To trust and have faith. I think it's a process. Yes. Clearly, you and I have done a lot of work on ourselves to get here. And a lot of people are at the very early stages of going through clearing and the letting go and uh, breaking away from that ego identification of who they are mentally versus who they are as a soul. Yes. But I really feel that things are shifting. Oh, yeah. And, and the more of us that are anchoring light on the planet, and living true to ourselves, are setting a template for others to follow also. Yes. And so we had to go through a lot of really hard work to get here. But I feel like those tracks are laid so people who are coming up behind us will have an easier way and maybe yes. transition a little bit faster. You know, those of us who are um, doing our work before all of these higher frequencies started really coming in to assist humanity have kind of 
laid the tracks for others to follow. And their, their journey will be a little, their path will be a little easier. It's like clearing the trail. Yes, I agree. That's a very great explanation. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, Maggie, I have enjoyed every moment with you. Thank you so much for being here. And um, don't go away. I'm just going to thank my audience. Thank you so much for joining Thanks. us today for this enlightening conversation. Wherever you are, I hope you have a beautiful day and love yourselves. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.